0: All right, folks, welcome back to the Blair Wheeler Project. If you didn't see on my social media, uh, basically on Instagram, on Parler too, I announced I've officially signed with PXG as their newest brand ambassador. Pretty excited about it. And I'm really excited because I'm getting fit next week. So, my buddy Alex Riggs is here, also a PXG staffer, PXG brand ambassador.
1: And we're gonna talk about some things. Talk about you fit, what you should expect, and just the brand in general. So Alex, thanks for
2: hopping in, bro. Thanks for having me. Good to be here as always. Yeah, man. Um, so like I said, you're a PXG staffer. How long have you been with PXG? It's been coming up on four years now, actually. Yeah, nearly four years.
0: So in that time frame, I'm sure there's been a lot of changes with the brand um, a little more accessible as far as like being able to get the clubs from my perspective. But I mean, what's the overall, what are some things that stand out to you that makes PXG special that you want wanting to be associated with it?
2: Uh, quality has to be the first thing like going into sort of choosing a, as, as somebody that's, you know, a coach for a living. I only gravitate towards with brands that really define quality and make good product and PXG right from the get go. That's one thing that you knew is that it was going to be the finest product available. Sure. You know, it was, it was the, the best materials, the best engineers, the best research and design. And you know, that I love the attitude of the brand. And that's kind of one of the things that, that led me to, to becoming attracted to it is that it was one of those brands that was kind of breaking the mold. And, and golf, you know, we've kind of chatted on this stuff in the past. Golf has kind of been a stuffy sport. And, and PXG was certainly not afraid to say, let's just be bold and let's try some new things and different strategies with, with branding. Not afraid to be a little bit more outside the box. And, and I love it. You know, it, it, it sort of suits the image that I like to portray. And um, I mean, the, the clubs just speak for themselves. They're phenomenal. Yeah, that's one of
0: the things that I'm excited about, too, is just like, you know you're getting the best clubs that PXG can make. I've always heard a rumor. I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is on brand. So Bob, Renee, team of PXG. (laughs) Um, But I've always heard that Bob went to his engineers and he was like, I don't care what the cost is. I don't care how much it's going to take. I don't care how long it takes. Make the best clubs possible. So that's what's always attracted to the brand. And it's like, and, and one of the things I'm most excited about getting fit like I know I'm getting fit for the best clubs that a manufacturer can make regardless of price
3: regardless mm-hmm.
0: of the time it takes they're not working on let's like release schedule of ev- a driver every six months or a new set of irons every six months because I've always thought like why wouldn't they just put all the best technology that a brand could get into a set of clubs not hold it back for next year's release just put it in there so that's what
3: I'm
2: saying. Correct. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's how technology typically works is that they, they generally have the abilities to, to create product that's much better, but yeah. they need to stick to that release schedule. And, you know, PXG is, is not on that platform. They, they just, as you said, th- there's no sort of dates to this stuff. It's, it's create the best product available when you have it. Let us know. Let's put it out there. And right from the get-go, from that Gen 1 series, I mean, they they were known instantly as, you know, the company that had, like, the best irons in the game, the best wedges in the game, like, the softest, purest feeling, best sounding, and they were. Right off the start, like, you know, being in Dubai, we we were probably second in terms of, like, the market. Obviously, the U.S. people would have gotten it initially. We got it pretty soon after. And, and as you started seeing more and more guys with PXG in the bag, you could just, you started to see these clubs just perform better. They sound better. As soon as I had a chance to test them, it's like, my goodness, the feel is off the charts. So yeah, I'm an enthusiast and I'm a loyalist and obviously, you know, happy to be with the brand. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I'm getting
0: fit next week. Um, Next Saturday, I guess is my fitting. I was supposed to get fit on Thursday last week um yes things happen there's a tropical storm couldn't get fit so got moved to, move to next week i want to make I, want, I have some questions for you you've been fit from yeah from the brand probably a couple of times for a few different sets of irons over the past four years mm-hmm. um and i'm sure you've been fit many times before just as a pg mm-hmm. so what should i expect as an average golfer an 11 Officially, an eleven point two on my gin app. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
0: what should I expect from the fitting? How? What should my mindset be going into it?
2: And I mean, I have some more questions, but let's
3: start with those. What?
0: What
2: should mm-hmm. I? Expect? Well, I would. I would want to go into this this fitting experience educated, educated on the different options available to you from a head standpoint. Like uh, understand. The Iron Family. And this Understand is for, the.
0: Is this for not just PXG, but in general? Like, if I'm an average person going into a fitting, I'm obviously getting fit for PXGs. But just in general, would you recommend a a golfer that's getting to fit like just research and and know some things?
2: I do think it's it's valuable. If you, if you can go in there with a background and information and you don't have to be spending hours and hours on golf WRX and all these sites kind of nerding, but it's, it's more. So if you can become educated, you're going to have better questions to ask. And you know, you generally want to be able to go into these experiences and they are experiences with, with some questions and some educated questions on, you know, if you know the iron family that PXG has to offer, okay. The X F the P the 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 T series and then the s t s. if you If you understand, okay, there are four options available to me, but then also going in with no ego, this is probably the biggest one is is don't go in there going, okay, well, I, I hit my irons really good, so I'm going to be a, an ST guy for sure. I, I go in there saying, I just want to I want to end up with the equipment that's going to help me shoot lower scores, regardless of what that is. So the, the ego can't be walking through the front door. Um, I would ha- have it some information, have some questions, no ego and you know what? You're going to have a great time cause it's, you're going to be trying the best product that's available in the market and it is, it's so much fun. You're just a kid in the candy store in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that. So you said there's for PXG, there's four types of irons, right? The ST, yes. the P,
3: and the what? The XF. The XF, 11 handicap. Yes. Did I, what should an average
0: golfer be looking at? Obviously the T probably stands for tour. Correct. XT,
3: super tour. Super tour. That's shot in the dark,
0: um, <laughs>
3: right? Yes. Yes.
0: And the XT
2: is? XF is extreme forgiveness. Extreme forgiveness obviously extreme
0: forgiveness would be for like your 15 handicap and above, I'm guessing.
2: Right. Well, so, and and this, these are, these are like the perfect questions. And I I can assist you right off the get go with, with some of these answers, but I I would suggest that, you know, having questions like this, walking into a fitting, these are good questions that that people need answered and, and questions that I wouldn't want somebody to walk away from a fitting and going, I still don't know what else was out there. I still don't like, you know what I mean? Because you, you, want to feel like you walk out of that experience and you go, I know for 100%, I'm ending up with the product that's best for me, not just the product that was assigned to me, but the product that will fit me best. So, you know, even if you are an 18 handicap and you want to know why maybe the ST isn't right for you, ask the question, you know, And, and, and heck, you might even want to try the club just because like you want to be able to sort of see these things for yourself and sort of see that the proof's in the pudding, that, that one iron head or in many cases for, for, for a lot of golfers is a bit of a, a combination set. So, you know, I, I don't like to allocate handicap to, to iron option. Like I don't like to say, Oh, you're a 16. Okay. Then you must play XFs or you're, you're seven. So you should be in T's. You know, you, you can certainly say that the, the players that would be playing the STs or the Ts would generally be your lower handicap players. Yeah. But I've still, like, in, in so many cases, I've seen people that might have both sides of the spectrum. They might have low handicaps, but really like playing more forgiving irons. And, you know, I, I've seen tons of people that would be scratch players that love the XFs. And I've seen also, and you know what, for, for various reasons players that would be kind of that mid to high handicap range that just love playing blades and whether or not they could potentially maybe shoot better scores with a more forgiving iron head, they just love playing blades. And, you know, who's to tell them that they're making a stupid decision. If if they, if they love the fact that they've got this sick ST iron in the bag, (laughs) maybe they might, you know, lose a little bit of forgiveness over an XF or, or maybe even an O three eleven 311 p But they just love the experience of playing that blade iron. All the power to them.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's not me.
0: I am (laughs) – in the past, I've played – had P790s for a while. So I had my P790s. Yep. I really liked those, partially because it stroked my ego and I was hitting the ball really far, which is why Mm I'm like, maybe the XF for PXG because I'll probably hit my 7-iron 190. Who could say? We'll find out. Um, (laughs) We'll find out on Saturday. Uh, But I played those. I like those. I switched to the Titleist AP twos. Much much harder to hit. Not yeah. Not like there's less forgiving. I guess is is the better
3: terminology,
0: right? Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't Mm -hmm. as far. Uh, My mishits were worse. Um, So yeah, I want the clubs that help me. Continue my track of breaking 80 and breaking 70 and then breaking mm-hmm. and then making the champions tour in 2045. Uh, if you don't know, there they you might, go. here they are, uh, break 80, break 70, break 60 champions tour 2045. Um, I got some time. So, um, yeah, I'm the, I'm the guy that just wants to, uh, play better golf and whatever equipment I need in the quiver to do so I'm down. Yes.
2: With it. And that's, that's the attitude that you've got to have. And, you know, I alluded to, alluded to this before in terms of like combination sets, but that's that's certainly something that I would consider is yeah. like this, this works so well for so many people is playing a more forgiving option in longer irons and call it more of a, a player's iron as you go into those scoring clubs. Yeah. So, you know, wh- whether that's going from like XF to P or from P to T, or even doing like a three-way option and going... You know, you go a couple XFs, a couple P's, and a couple T's. These are all options that you can do. And, you know, as one one thing that I really like about about the PXG family is that the irons all look the same from the back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in terms of that, like, cohesiveness through the bag, you can kind of have a set that is – it could be all XFs. It could be all T's. It could be a combination set. From, from that back side, they all look the same. So they do mesh together really well. You don't look like you have this disjointed garage set that's like all these different clubs. So everything meshes together well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that's something I, I was going to ask you about that I don't see much, unless it's in like a tour bag, right? You don't see many mm. people with a mixed bag as far as... Well, yes. you don't see many people with a mixed bag as far as like brands go. And then you don't see many mm-hmm. people with a mixed bag as far as just even their iron set, they get us, and I think this goes back to the retail side of things. People just walk into a golf galaxy, a Dick Sporting Goods, a Golf Smith, if they're still around, I don't know, um, pj Tour or Superstore, and they buy a set of irons, right? They buy a
3: 4 yeah. th- pitching wrench or a 4 nine mm-hmm. th- iron or mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Um, but they don't get something that is more forgiving in long irons that are harder to hit and less forgiving in shorter irons. Right. So yeah. what
2: I guess what is the benefit of that? Well, the, the benefit is just simply the fact that for, for basically everybody, those longer irons, those you know, four, five, four, five, six, whatever, are slightly more challenging to strike. You know, the club's longer, the club further away from you. There there's more that can go wrong. So, you know, having a little bit of extra meat, a little bit of extra forgiveness is only going to make the game a bit easier. And also, you know, for, for, for many players, this is especially for players that might be more of that mid to lower clubhead speed range, is that as they, they often will have sort of consistent gapping in those shorter irons. And then as they start getting to those longer irons, they don't hit the ball high enough to be able to have the consistent carry gapping. If that makes sense. Like they'll they'll be like 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards, and then it'll go to seven, and then all of a sudden their four and five iron will basically go the same distance.
3: Yeah.
2: And and one, one really yeah, there you go. So so and this man, this is like 30% of the golfers, maybe more. So as for those players, having an option of kind of a combination set where maybe those four, five iron, maybe six iron are a an XF, for example. You've got more weighting in the sole, you've got the ability to then get that golf ball really skyrocketing in the air a lot easier. So for those players that may maybe struggling a little bit with you know, trying to get into a long par four or trying to, to go for a par five and two or even a longer par three, you've just got so much more help. So there's no point you know, when, when there's nothing to, to sort of make the game easier in terms of like the, the game's long enough as it is. Courses are getting longer. So use technology to benefit you. And, and that's a great way to do it. So,
0: so my question to you is why don't we see more companies or is this something that PXG does for most people that get fit, right? Cause one PXG, I don't see it in retail stores. It's just not in American retail stores. Yeah. Could I, be wrong, I never yeah. see a fitting cart or just an iron thing, a, a set of yeah. iron, to buy. um, Now, is this something that PXG does, that you have the ability to carry a mixed bag of their different irons in the bag? And why don't people do it more if it's more beneficial for an average golfer?
2: Well, you know, they are, as we know, they are extremely high-quality equipment. And if we're to think of things from a performance standpoint, if you want the best of the best, you should be fit for the best. You shouldn't just be able to just rock up and, and grab a set off the rack because nine times out of 10, that set that you've just picked up randomly off the rack, it's probably not the exact set that you should be using. You, you might need something slightly more tailored to you, whether it's through shaft adjustments, length fly, you know, who, who knows, but it, it, it likely does need to be tailored in some way. And, and you know, PXG right from the get-go kind of adopted that idea that if, if we want to ensure that people have the best product, we need to make sure they fit for that product. And to me, that is, that is absolutely essential because it's crazy still in this day and age that I still get questions all the time. Is it worth getting fit? And it's like, well, you know, would you just go buy, you know, a brand new suit without ever trying it on? Yeah. You know, these are, we, with certain things like a pair of shoes or, you know, heck even like a car, you don't just like randomly purchase these things. And golf clubs, you know, you're going to have golf clubs for a while. You're going to be, you're going to, it's going to, it, it's going to influence your stress. It's, it's going to, you know, influence your satisfaction. So to so take the time, get fit, you're going to end up with product that suits you better and it's going to make the game a lot easier.
0: Yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, that's the thing for me is like, I want to play better golf. So I'm going to have to have whatever is fit for me, whether it be a full set of X. FFs or FSTs or whatever. Um, Correct. The terminology again. Sorry, PXG. Haven't done my research yet, but I will. For a week. Um,
2: we'll work on that. Don't
0: worry. Yeah, it's a, it's a work in progress. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things I'm most excited about because, like I said, I need to play what is good for me.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: So, in your experience, getting fit what were some of the highlights for you personally and some of your players that have been fit? What are, what are the biggest takeaways from them? Obviously, other than a new set of irons or a new set of clubs, uh, what are mm-hmm. some of the biggest takeaways from them and from your experiences?
2: I think it always comes down to the fact that you've got, you know, you, you get this attention. You get this attention where you've got another another expert that's giving their time to help you choose equipment and and that that in itself is really fun you know you're hitting shots and whether it's an indoor fitting or an outdoor fitting but you're hitting these shots and you're getting the data and from that data you're then making these you know or the expert is making these adjustments and maybe he's he's changing the golf club that you have maybe he's giving you a different head different shaft option a different length lie option who knows and it's all it's all just these little tweaks here and there. And you start noticing, Oh, th- these tweaks make a big difference. And, you know, you'll, you'll hit a club that maybe we, many of us, especially the, the people that are like club geeks, you go in there naturally with a little bit of an expectation. I think I'm going to end up with this one. And I like it a lot when people are surprised with the results and, and maybe some, in some cases they end up changing their mind or even their just their perspective of really what is best for them.
3: Yeah. You there? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We're clear.
0: Uh, I don't know what happened. But anyways, that's a good place to stop for ads. Throw in the ads right here. Get this thing paid for and then we'll hop back in.
1: Today's episode of Golf and Stuff is brought to you by X Endurance. Now, I know what you're thinking. X Endurance doesn't sound like a very golfy name or it's not like a golf brand per se, but it's a supplement company. They're based out of Arizona. Arizona is a hotbed for golf. And I've been using the brand and the products for a, about a month now. And I've been completely blown away. You know, my daily energy levels are up. My uh, mental focus is up. I struggle with ADD myself. I'm not diagnosed with it, but I know I have it. I struggle with ADD, X Endurance, their focus, their creatine, and their specifically their extreme endurance has made a drastic impact on me personally. You know, I used to use a pre-workout powder that I took right before I worked out. My face would start tingling and I know it was time to go. But then there would be a crash at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. With X Endurance, there's none of that. It's sustained energy. It's clean energy. It's great stuff. It helps you function better. I use it before workouts. I use it before golf all the time. So if you're in the market for new supplements, check out X Endurance, and you can shop X Endurance at shop.teamxnd.com backslash Blair Wheeler. Today's episode of The Pod is brought to you by Electric Visual. Electric is my go-to when it comes to sunglasses and pretty much anything in the sun, goggles for snowboarding, goggles for wakeboarding, whatever. Whatever you're wearing goggles for. Sunglasses for Electrics, my go-to. I've known Eric and Ian who run the brand for a long time. Growing up in the surf industry, working in the surf industry, working in Southern California, I got to be good friends with those guys. And when they approached me about doing, working on a deal with them, I was all in. Electrics always been one of my favorite companies, sponsoring people like John John Florence and Pakadalskius, and and the list goes on in the surf world. But now we're in golf. And they make hands down the best glasses for golf that I've ever worn. Not only are they, most of them are polarized and made for sport and made for um, performance, but they also look badass. 100%. They're the sickest glasses on the market. You can get your pair today. Use the code Blair20 for 20% off at checkout.
0: All right. So back from the ads, um, Alex, we're talking about some of the, Key takeaways from your players, from you. I mean, how have you personally seen a new set of irons after you've been fit affect your game, or have you?
2: Well, interestingly, especially since being with PXG, I, I've played the same shaft now for, I'm on my third set. Yeah, I'm on my third set since, since joining PXG with irons, yeah. and I haven't changed the shaft. Um, I play for the club geeks out there. I play the ST iron, the super tour iron with the steel fiber, the yeah, Aerotech be, steel fiber.
0: Super tour would be the bladeiest blade that you could get for PXG, right?
2: Yeah. So we, we would call it a muscle back. So it's, it's going to be the smallest option, the skinniest top line, the smallest sole, um, yeah it's it's definitely not to say it's only for that that better player but it's it's typically an iron that would be kind of more driven towards that that player that um just always really like more of a blade iron um but uh still it, it's incredible we had this conversation with it with another guy a couple of weeks ago it what's incredible now to me is 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 how a club that looks as as clean as this st does like as it really does have a thin top line it's got a thin sole it's it's got that muscle back look of like no wasted space. But yet there's still enough and plenty of technology into that head that it, it does feel forgiving. You yeah. know, it may not look it, and like and you know, to, to somebody like myself, I, I actually like the fact that it looks as small as it does, but it, it does pack a lot of forgiveness as well. Yeah. So
0: I I mean, when I first heard or came into contact with PXG, the whole thing not came into contact, but discovered PHG, I guess is a better term. The whole thing with them is they had this
2: stuff in the face. Right? Yes, TPE. Okay, TPE. T-P-E. Th- Thermoplastic elastomer, Blair. Come on. You should know that. <laughs> so they
0: had this TPE in the face and it made the ball pop pop a little More give you a little more ball speed, a little more flight, a little more length, a little more distance, which is great. Is that throughout the entire line of their irons? Like mm-hmm. the ST,
3: mm-hmm. the, X, the P, the SP, the, the whole deal?
2: Yeah, yeah. So they, one, one of the things right from the get-go with PXG was that they created the thinnest face that had ever been put into an iron. Yeah. And you know, other companies had tried it. They tried making the faces thinner, but the problem that they always had was that they would break. Yeah. And, you know, the thinner you go, eventually it just becomes fragile and it'll crack. And obviously nobody wants ret- clubs returning with cracked faces. So they, they found a material that was a lot harder. Now, when something gets harder, it loses feel. So then they obviously use the TPE as like a dampening material. And and what they've got as a result of that is a super hot face. So you get, you get obviously super high ball speeds, but then you have an incredibly soft feeling face. And that's, you know, that's what golfers want golfers golfers want the club especially when they really flush it they want to be able to have that feel like it's just incredibly soft off the face and you know without having that become like a soft face that leads to slower ball speeds. so it's got the best of both worlds
0: so is it safe to say that some other companies may have um borrowed some of the, the ideas from the, the <laughs> <laughs> being injected in the face and keeping super uh, super thin and, and Maybe a little hotter?
2: Yeah, you know, like anything, right? Once something becomes known as, as sort of the leader in the field, everybody else is going to want a piece of it. So other companies have kind of dabbled with their own ways around this. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things, like, I kind of look back to 10 years ago and and just how lofts have changed. That's been one thing that has like, drastically started to shift over probably the last decade is like what a six iron used to be is now what a seven iron is, you know? So lofts, lofts have gotten stronger in an effort to obviously get people to hit the golf ball further. Drivers have gotten longer in order to get people to have more club head speed, but really not that much had, had been done to this point before PXG just to make like the experience better, the feel better, you know, yes, sure not to name any other names, but there were products in the market that sure, they got good distance, but they sounded horrific and they felt terrible. Like if you, if you were really like a a club purist, you'd be like, that sounds like tin can. Like it it sounds awful. And, 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 you know, PXG created a product that obviously had that, that distance, but it sounded like absolute pure gold.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, like I said earlier in the pod, I, I played one of the, set of those irons previously and it was I was I hit the ball way further but it yes. sounded and felt terrible if that makes
2: mm-hmm. sense. But yep. I know exactly which irons those are and I know exactly how those mm-hmm. irons sounded. We
0: don't we don't need to uh <laughs> in time and rewind on Apple or Spotify wherever you're listening to, to hear the brand. Um so one of the things that I'm most excited about, irons aside, driver aside, like those are the fun things to get fit for. Yeah. How does one, and I've been fit for wedges too, So, and that's, that's mm-hmm. but how, does, how do you get fit for a putter? Because that's one of the most exciting, ah. or one of the things that I'm most excited about in this process is to really get fit for a putter. I'm currently gaming, it's actually right here, um, this PXG-inspired, all-blacked-out Scotty Cameron right? Scotty Cameron? Yes. Yes. 90% of the golfing population probably. So Mm -hmm. looking at the PXG line, uh, I'm really excited about like blackjack and the Mm -hmm. different heads and the different combinations in which you can make the putter neck and everything. Um, So first question on the putter
2: note, how do you get fit? Mm -hmm.
0: Is it just a feel thing?
2: It's beyond that. You know, yes, yes, it does does come down to feel, but I'll I'll tell you right from the get go, every putter that you try in the PXG lineup is going to feel great. So they they all they all feel great off the face. They all have, I believe now they all have the same face design, um, which is which is really incredible. But what what you're really going to want to kind of experiment with is is neck options. I find that that is something that many golfers don't even consider. They just consider head differences, you know, whether they want a blade or they want a mallet or they want one that's kind of more, there's one of those more elaborate mallets, as you might call it. Like, you know, this new blackjack or they, they've had a couple other models that have been larger, more, more designed for super high MOI, yeah. really good aim assistance. You know, these, these are putters. Cause I, I get asked this question a lot. It's like, which putter should I look for? And generally like from a standpoint of like a, just a raw recommendation, I try to send people more like the mallet route just given how much more forgiving they are, how much bigger the aim assistance is. You know, if you, if you can have something that's got a little bit more mass behind it, it's just going to make those mishits turn out a lot better. Whereas you know, coming from, you know, you're coming from a Newport. Okay. So, so PXG's equivalent is called the Brandon. And, and that was the putter that was my first PXG putter was the Brandon and unbelievable putter. Okay. Absolutely loved it. I played it with, with, I guess it it would be called kind of like a plumber's neck. Then this, this new lineup of putters came out and I, I wanted to try something different. And I really liked the look of, there's like a mini mallet that's called the Lucky D. And I I initially tried it with a plumber's neck, thought I would love it. And then I, I decided, you know what? I, I actually want to try it now with, it's called the double bend neck. Now this thing's like never leaving my bag. This thing is an absolute like putting magnet. It, it just, it feels so good. It, it lines up so well to my eye. So what I would recommend for you is, is like dabble, try a few options, yeah. see what feels like it lines up better to you. Like, like find a, find a 10 foot straight putt. And you're, you're probably going to find that that certain putters to your eye just help you to see the line better. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a no brainer that slightly larger putters are more forgiving than smaller putters. So, you know, if, if you do find that you're a little bit more erratic with the strike, maybe you do want to drift to something larger. But um, they've got just so many in the lineup now that you've got to test them all.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, honestly, I'm really looking at the blackjack. Like, I look at that putter, and yeah. oh, my God. first, it looks sick. And,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like, I love my, my, my Scotty Cameron. It, it saddens me to take it out of the bag, honestly.
3: <laughs>
0: but I'm excited about that blackjack, and I know getting something like that, getting something that's a little bit – more forgiving and easier to, I guess, not miss it is going to help my Yeah, game, right. Like I, yes. I got this Scotty like six years ago maybe, and I've had it. Yeah, yeah. Years. Um, been like I said, blacked it out. Had some had my buddy Cam, um, like customized it a little bit. But like I know I'll, I'll put so much better with something like the blackjack. So, but you're telling your golfers and the people that you teach to try um, a mallet style over a blade typically.
2: I'm directing people that way. If I, if I don't know them personally and I know that they're kind of more of that um, let's just say mid to high handicapper.
3: Yeah
2: that's typically more of my default response just because of the pure fact that they're more forgiving. If they're, if they're more forgiving and they're they're generally easier to aim with just because the line's longer, you know, if, if the line's longer and there's there's more alignment assistance within the design of the club, it's, it's probably going to help more people to be able to aim it where they need to aim it. Yeah. So, you know, in that, in that sense, I think that, um, I think that more golfers would benefit from trying those, those mallet options. It's still like, they make a sexy blade. I mean, that, that Brandon putter is absolutely gorgeous. Um, you can get it in obviously two different head colors, whether you like the, this, the silver man, the silver looks so good. I think I forget what they call it. Now. Um, a certain type of, maybe it's just a Chrome, but I, so my, mine is that this, the silver head and then everything else is blacked out. And then of course I've got my token green grip, but, um, it's, uh, they're good looking putters. You're talking about the Brandon, right? No, this is my lucky D. Lucky D. See,
0: like, yeah, I'm on the website looking at putters, and there we go. Lucky D. Even on there, so you got something that's not even a lucky D. Lucky D. Lucky D. Lucky D. Let's check it out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's like, it's not like a full mallet, but it's a little bit correct. Mallet. It it's like what you see Phil putting with, basically. Kind so, of.
2: Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I've always just turned them as like mini mallets, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's like a little bit smaller. It's it's not like your typical large mallet. It, 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 what I like, sorry?
3: Capital D shape.
2: Correct. Exactly. Yeah. That's why they get the name. Um, one of the things, I know it's ridiculous. I like the fact that the head cover is not huge. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, the one thing with some, with some of the putters, like some of those larger putters, is obviously they've got bigger head covers. I actually kind of like that I've got a more trimmed head cover. Because I've always had one. I've always played a blade putter.
0: No, um, Yeah. See, I have too. Like, in high school, I played – I had a Nike putter. It was the Putter Michelle we used, and it was a blade. But it was, like, 2000, early 2000s. So, like, head covers weren't a thing, having, like, a mm, Yeah, yeah. But the cool head cover situation is, is still pretty new, I think yes yes it wasn't trendy to have a cool head cover until like five years ago when people I'm with like, right like scotty cameron and all the people on tour started having different ones
3: um yes but no
0: like the head covers the head cover for the uh the blackjack looks cool it has like a blackjack thing on it and like
2: yes see. well secretly i hope that they start doing a little bit more of that I have um some, i, I
0: like that's gonna be what yeah
2: like, they're not
0: asking me for any advice but I'm going <laughs> to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unsolicited or not, they're going to get some. It's it's free. It's unsolicited. Take it if you, uh, if you care to. And if you don't, I, I don't really care. But I'm going to say hey. Yeah, exactly. Let's get some trendy butter covers. There's a whole yes of, yes enthusiasts out there that are dying
2: 1,000%. Stuff.
0: So, but yeah. The, the, Absolutely. Um, the blackjack one's cool. I always like the ones where they go to Hawaii and they're like the Aloha prints, like the hula girl. Yeah. Prints. Yeah. And P actually did that a few years ago. They had the, uh, the Aloha hats.
2: You had one. Those look cool. No, no, I don't, I don't have one. Uh, th- those look awesome. I, I love the custom stuff that they do. Uh, obviously you've got the master's green hat on. So, you know, if, I, I don't think that we're alone in this sort of appreciation for the, the more limited release stuff. If you're a brand enthusiast with anything, you're going to sort of geek out over that stuff.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a whole like buy, sell trade thing on Facebook.
2: Yeah. It's yeah.
0: People trying to find the edition stuff.
3: Yeah, of course. Of course.
0: So, all right. So wrapping up, this has been a long podcast, um, but wrapping up for me, giving you, giving me advice, what would be your yes. top five things I should go into this fitting either knowing or like me needing to, or wanting to get out of it, I guess. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, okay. Um, you, you definitely want to be confident walking out of there that you've chosen the right iron head or heads. If you go with a combination set, that's going to make your game feel both like confidence. You know, you want to you feel that you have confidence you want to feel that you also have, you know, a certain level of forgiveness as well. Um, it's sometimes it's not the worst thing in the world to play an iron, especially in those scoring clubs that you're like, I know I may need to to really sharpen things up a little bit to, for you, maybe it's to play that, that O three eleven 311 t in some of the scoring irons. Like, obviously I know your swing. I absolutely think that you could play that iron. Um, so I'm excited for you to, to test it and get your feedback on it. Um, so, so make sure that you're, 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 you're confident in the irons that you choose. Make sure that you have a a good sense. Yes.
3: Okay. That's one.
2: Make sure that you try all the putters available to you in different neck designs. That's a big one.
0: And and that goes, that, that goes for all brands too, right? Like if you're, if you have the ability to get a putter fitting, try everything available
2: to you, right? Everything again don't be, don't, don't walk in with ego, walk in with education, but don't walk in with too much bias. Yeah. Be open, be open to becoming surprised. Um, Because again, you're, you're, you are in a sense putting your trust into the hands of an expert, but those, those experts are fitting for PXG all day long. They know what they're doing. So they'll, they'll ensure that you're with the product that you need Um, with wedges. Make sure this is, we didn't talk about this, but with wedges, and I actually just, a video is going to be put up with PXG any day now that goes into nerdy levels on wedge fittings. But with, with wedge fittings, make sure you're very sharp with those distance gapping. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's no longer, Oh, I need to be 52, 56, 60. No, you need to test. You need to test what your pitching wedge gives you. Then you need to gap appropriately from there. Okay. That's they're, they're
3: currently,
0: right? Like I got fit for my, wedges that are Vokeys and I was really really lucky to get fit by Bob Vokey for those little wedges right sick but it was awesome it was an awesome experience but it didn't gap well with my irons like yes. I could fit for a 452 56 60 but I hit my pitching wedge currently like 135 140 in that in that
3: range mm-hmm. But mm-hmm.
0: at 52 degree, like 110
2: yards. So how mm-hmm. about Yeah, it's just too much of a gap.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, I find nowadays, especially as, as irons, as we talked about earlier, irons have gotten stronger in their lofts, right? So as this has happened, like pitching wedges used to be 48 degrees. Oh, yeah. Now the average, now pitching wedges are commonly 46, 45, 44 uh, some even stronger depending on the set. So so given that pitching wedges have gotten stronger, that means that what is a gap wedge needs to have evolved. And a, a gap wedge isn't just like – a 52 doesn't just ha- mean that's a gap wedge. And 56 doesn't mean that has to be a sandwich. It's what gapping suits your set makeup yeah. and and obviously your clubbed speed. So so for you, if, if your pitching wedge gets you that, that 130, 135 number, you very well might need a 50-degree as a gap wedge, you know? And and the thing is is that they'll they'll make these products at even number yarded um degree gappings. But if Perfect. if you need to, we can eat what, what's that?
3: You have it bent one degree if you needed
2: it. Yeah, hundred percent So like I I personally have I have a 50 as my gap, I have a 56 bent to 55 as my sand, and then I have a 60. And for me, that gives me kind of exactly the sweet spot gapping that I need. Um, And I think the players, players need to recognize that this is, this is part of making your set a lot easier to work with. If you have a 30 yard gap between two wedges, that is an extreme dysfunction that's going to make your, that, you know, that sort of scoring zone so much harder. Whereas if you can make sure that like your, your gapping between wedges is 10 to 15 yards max, all of a sudden kind of that scoring zone is just so much easier to work with
0: that's my problem right now my gapping is so off on my current life is just mm-hmm. i'm excited to get fit for irons and wedges together which makes correct fun. correct if you're getting a new set of irons you should probably get a new set of wedges because then they fit together which is what you want right um like for me my gapping is like like 60 56 52 and then a pitching wedge but Man, like, fifty six. I hit like one ten. Fifty two. I hit like one fifteen. It's just all of mm,
3: yeah.
0: I can't hit a full swing swing with a sixty. Like the sixty, I just yeah. use it in the greens.
3: Yes. So
0: if yes, I so exactly, if I have like a seventy yard shot, like I don't know, like I hit a soft pitching wedge pretty much.
2: Right, right, and it, this. Depending on like, obviously uh, there's a lot to go through in a fitting and and this is in in many cases, this is kind of like a secondary fitting or even just like a session with, with like a a coach, or even if you just have an opportunity to work with a launch monitor or you have a good short game area, but having, having a chance to work with your wedges and determining what you get, like, I, I, I like all my players to know what they can get with a stock swing with all of their wedges. So pitching wedge right through to their lob wedge. Then from there, I'd like to have them know what they get for a carry number if they feel they're making a three-quarter swing and if they feel they're making a half swing. And then they write all those numbers down. And they, they would retest those numbers every week or two depending on kind of the severity of or how often they practice or how serious of a player they are. But if they're, if they're a serious player, like, you've got to be testing that stuff regularly because that's going to be how you're going to strategize your club selection when you're in that scoring zone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's one of the things I'm most excited about is to really get irons, wedges, a full bag that's meant for yeah. me and my game. Like mine's kind of piecemeal right now. Like I got fit for my irons, I fit my wedges at a different time. I have a putter mm-hmm. that I've had for six years. I kind of have it, like the top end of the bag, just kind of literally piecemeal together, just stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my the one thing I'm most excited about. Just have a full bag. PXG clubs. That's going to be one hundred percent fit for me and my swing and my game. With the yes, with the goal of break eighty, break seventy, break sixty, and make the champion store. And then there have we go. Store. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Perfect. Well. Um, yeah. Well, dude, I'm really excited about like getting fit on Saturday next week. Um, if you're listening to this, there'll definitely be video and stuff. And I'm gonna go into it with everything that Alex just said. So let's recap real real quick. One, have some knowledge, but don't have to, like don't have an ego. Knowledge, but no ego, and no bias. No bias. Yeah, that, that's what you said. Knowledge, but no bias is one. No ego. Yeah. Three is try everything you can, every combination you can, in a putter.
2: Yes. Right. Four was what wedges make sure that you're distance gapped you know obviously we're we're, you know with wedges everybody thinks about like bounce options bounce is important to to obviously look into but i would say the distance gapping is what's going to be more important
0: you can do a whole podcast about bounce because i have no idea what it means um (laughs) yeah exactly uh, so four is the is the wedge gapping. get that right yes junction with your irons and your pitching wedge
2: yes and five which we haven't mentioned yet but i will Always mention this when getting a driver fitting. If you can experiment with a shorter length driver shaft,
0: it doesn't have to be forty-five or forty-six
2: uh, inches, right? It, it doesn't. It doesn't. We all don't wear a size ten shoe.
0: You know what? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a forty-eight inch driver, like Bryson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. It is only about ball speed. Distance direction has no relevance in this game.
0: You can see it this week in the Masters. Bryson actually. Um, I did a, a, a caption thing, and this is the last thing I say before we wrap up. I did a caption, captioned this on Instagram yesterday with a picture of Dustin that I found on um, parlor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, people that are just making fun of Bryson are hilarious, and they don't know that he follows me on Instagram. So the <laughs> those are, like, pretty high, so it's pretty funny. Um, I'm trying yeah. to, so we'll see if that happens. Definitely won't happen after this week because he did not play well. Um, no, no, it, like I saw a meme and I keep dragging this out, but I saw a meme that said, If you don't think Augusta is a sentient bean then yes, and said, I'm playing this as a par 67 and just couldn't find his,
2: yeah, player. hit it in <laughs> the- gone. Okay. Somebody will dig it up next week. Augusta National just said zoo and it, it's gone, yeah,
3: yeah, so, exactly. It's
0: funny, but um. But yeah, I'm excited about this whole thing, excited about this partnership, working with you more. Maybe we'll get out to Dubai soon. And um, Yes, sir. Yeah, it'd be good stuff. It'd be good stuff. So if you don't follow Alex, I highly recommend it. He's been working with me on my swing. We're making significant progress, more so than any other coach that's ever worked with me in person or online. Alex has helped me out a ton. You can get a lesson with him on Skillist. That rigs golf on Skillist, right?
2: Yeah, they can just look up my name.
0: Yeah, exactly. Alex Riggs on list Follow him on Instagram, Riggs Golf Parlor, Riggs Golf. That's where I'm doing a lot of stuff now. The Alex is too. Um and uh yeah, PhD troops. Here we go. 2021. Troops.
1: Let's do it. What are you doing? You're still here thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the golf and stuff podcast. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you listening. Please give it a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any uh, guests you want to hear from, send me a message on Instagram or other social media platforms. But for real, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you listening and look forward to the next episode.